0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats.
1: With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95.
0: Yes, it is Life Beats here on Pulse 95 with me, Sally Musa. It is the second hour, and we do have with us in the studio Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. They are back. We're going to be talking the difference between getting lit. And getting hit, yes. You're going to want to know what that is, when you should be doing what. And apparently there's lit hit at the same time, which I'm, yeah, okay. We're we're going to get there in a minute. Um, Should you go high? Should you go low? Uh, We're going to be talking about that, plus the dangers of rapid weight loss and the role that exercise and diet plays in reducing the risk of dementia. That's all coming up this hour on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life
1: Beats. With Sally Musa, Only on Pulse 95. 95.
0: Yes, they are here. They are back. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, Mike and Viv. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. <laughs> we were just talking a little bit off air about how we're just kind of like... Well, I am anyway, F- you know, fasting and just feeling a little bit. It's kind of that more chill than kind of hit, kind of high energy kind <laughs> yes. of thing this morning. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And we were talking about how um, you, uh, Mike, yep. you're kind of like the person who as soon as they wake up, you're like super energetic and you just like going, going, going. And then my,
1: my brain is ready. So the moment I wake up. My synapse is fire. I can get any task completed, but then I kind of have like a 20-minute to 30-minute mark where it just takes a rapid decline and I get slower and slower and slower as the day goes along. So
0: Maybe coffee is in order, I think. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, it has to be. (laughs) But you're like me, Viv. You're like the person who needs like a good hour, at least, to warm up.
2: Minimum, right? Definitely, yes, yes. Especially now that I'm a little bit older and there's a lot more going on as well. So it's really tough to kind of like wake myself up sometimes. Yeah, because
0: like winding down, I feel like requires work at night because we're all doing so much and you know, you're so busy, there's a lot to do. You actually like you have to be really conscious about winding down and just shutting everything off, don't you?
1: 100% and that's something that over the past few years, trying to find that evening routine does help. Um, But then again, if you're someone that's into things like social media, and you're stuck on your phone late oh, night. God your shit. morning's gonna be terrible
0: 100%. awful awful i hate I that i know we were just talking about a a study just a little bit earlier on to, about how people you know th- their big life moments are really ruined by everybody else's posting on social media like if you have a baby if you move house if you go to a wedding whatever it is you know and then you compare it to other people mm you just you feel down and you don't want to post about it
1: they've they they've talked about i don't know i don't know if you've heard um what most social media platforms are intending to do at the moment they're trying to remove uh likes and
0: what do you guys think about that because you guys Mm. are social media superstars (laughs) (laughs) really 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 incredible and Mm. and uh, you know this is with a lot of hard work Mm. and you guys acknowledge that you know you work super hard on producing incredible content all the time well how do you feel about that
1: uh, for me, I'm I'm excited for that to happen. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because um, in the space, it's a very competitive space as it is, which is fine. But when you get hung up on metrics like and we call them vanity metrics, like the likes or the views, you then start questioning or doubting your content. And it might it might just be that you posted content at the wrong time or something inside of what you've posted isn't right. But it's then you not think not even that. You know, like yeah.
0: sometimes you just the algorithms are yeah. against you. Yeah. Really, I've noticed that you know in in certain things, but
1: so it'll force you, it'll force you to change your content, and then and it doesn't need changing. And um, so for, for for us or for me especially, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that disappear. It's all yeah. about what you're actually putting out there, and if, if it's got value, someone will see it. They'll take value from it and, and pass it on if they need to. Do
2: you think so, Viv? Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do agree with that. But how I looked at likes uh, is it, for us in particular. I'm not sure about everyone else. But I saw it as also like progression, and um, in like growth as well. So it's like I, I, I like to see that. Okay, we've we've done this, and it's progressing, and it's refle- reflecting the work that we're doing right. as well. But in terms of like taking it personally, I uh, sometimes I may feel like, oh no, like because we've put in so much work. If it's not as great, then uh, uh, I do tend to get a little bit like, oh, is this not? As great, or is this not as good? Exactly, so. it makes you doubt
0: yourself again. Yeah, like like you said, it, it kind of drives you one way or the other. You put in so much work, you see the likes, and it gets you excited. But at the same time, it's like you know you get discouraged when you shouldn't be. I know Gary V talks about that mm. all the time. He's like, if if I could tell people one thing, he's like, don't look at the fo- number of followers nope. or yeah, the likes. Definitely. Just put your stuff out there. It's interesting, really interesting. We've gone completely off topic, which is totally fine for today. Uh, But uh, we are talking health and fitness. We're talking exercise. um, And we've got uh, questions for you today. Um, But we're going to start with this because this has just been in the news from the World Health Organization. And it's all about these uh, global guidelines for reducing the risk of dementia and Lo and behold, (laughs) the the top thing on the list is what? Movement, exercise. Exercise Mm -hmm. and diet, you know, and they're Mm. specifically suggesting something like the Mediterranean diet as well. Um, So, you know, I want to get from the two of you in terms of your thoughts on that. And we talk about this every time when you're on. But, um, you know, it, it seems like that's the answer. Diet and exercise for everything, including dementia, which has no treatment.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and I think the only thing you can really go back to is w- when there was lack of technology and all this information we could share, the only thing we could do to heal was herbs, natural plants, foods, uh, natural oils, and the Mediterranean diet is exactly it's exactly that. And um, if we if we kind of pay attention to um, you know how people used to eat their food, so take meat for example, meat was something that. Back in the day, they had to really chase down and get. So it wasn't just readily available. That took a lot of um, physical effort and tax. So they focus on plants, fish, um, and again, natural oils, seeds. That's the Mediterranean style diet. So when they say, you know, exercise and diet, in particular Mediterranean, uh, that's exactly the kind of route and direction they're going for
0: it's so interesting Um, you know this is all uh, coming out as we said from the World Health Organization but they also talked about um, uh, warning against taking dietary supplements Mm. like vitamins B and E in an effort to combat cognitive decline and dementia Um, and uh, what do you think about that in terms of like the the role of supplements Uh, do you guys take supplements is this something uh, that you advise depending on you know the kind of diet people are on
2: um, I don't tend to take supplements. Uh, I believe that you should try and get it from your food if possible. Uh, a lot of the time, you think that you're you're getting 100 um, percent of what is in the tablet, but it's actually mixed up with other things as well. Mm. And then how your body reacts to you know even the casing of the tablet that you're taking or something like that. Uh, I used to take um, cod liver oil tablets when I was younger. And I used to find that uh, the casing was really thick, it used to get stuck and it would just sit there for a long time. So you have to think about like the things that you're also putting alongside the supplement that you're supposed to be getting like, and how it affects your body.
0: That's so important. We never think of that, do we? You know, all of no. these uh, other elements and chemicals that are in there. S-
1: for sure. Like some supplements, are, um, we call them time released. And, and, and that's very important. And what that means, if anyone doesn't know what a time-release supplement is, it's something that digests slowly over a period t- of time because that's how you're supposed to get that particular mineral or vitamin.
0: It, it's not a one hit, no. like in one go, yeah.
1: So how do we now manufacture that? And, that? and that's where the chemical process comes in or things that we don't even look at. And then when you think about food, let's talk real fresh food. The rate at which fresh food becomes unfresh is extremely quick. So how do you now preserve those vitamins or those minerals inside of a small tablet and then know what quantities to take um, another thing and this is not us not saying you shouldn't have supplements it's us saying take for example the vitamins especially the water-soluble ones they go through your system quite quickly every time that you you go to the toilet to pass urine mm-hmm. your, your, you know your um, vitamins mm-hmm. actually come out so how do you now replenish those when you're told take one a day right you know so you've got to kind of think about that and like what Viv have said you know, are you double dosing? Are you increasing dosage because you're getting some from food and and others from tablets? So you've got to be um, very cautious.
0: This is so uh, so interesting. Uh, the, the talking about all of this because we're hearing more and more about dementia. There are 10 million. 10 million new cases of dementia every single year and the figure is set to triple by 2050 Uh, and of course uh, this is a disease that is a major cause of disability uh, and dependency amongst older people as well so... it's so funny. It's like it's a simple thing. You know, it's a simple thing. Choosing healthy foods, choosing uh, – we've talked about it so much, you know, choosing uh, your vegetables yep. over other things, you know, uh, and getting that movement in. I'm trying to do my movement in Ramadan. I have to <laughs> be completely honest. And, you know, what's great, uh, I'm, you know, following you guys in your videos as well. You've got the low impact as yes. well. So we're going to be talking about that next. We're going to be talking lit – and hit low and high in your exercise with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast.
1: Life beats life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95.
0: Yes, it is Life Beats with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle talking all things diet and uh, exercise just off the back of the the whole dementia story. You know, um Mike how how you were talking um, in a previous episode all about how we think about food. Yes. Honestly, you know, it's it's just it it is like you said Viv as well. It's all about Mindset, and you know, imagine if if you had your bananas and your oranges and whatever in in amazing, amazing packaging that was just like you know super attractive, like like <laughs> junk food generally yeah. is. For sure, uh, it would change things. But then again, we don't want the plastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> see, so there's there's a, there's a lot to consider, and we we don't pick up on these things, um, but we we don't really think for ourselves much anymore, and that's just the reality. And and that's everybody. That's not just any, like, one particular person. That's everybody. Yeah. Like, we're less aware, we're less conscious, and we're more automated content. Feed it to me, give it to mm. me what's best. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, this happens uh, to us often. Like, to each other, we don't realise it. So it could be that I need something that is literally five metres away. Viv, can you pass me this, please? Like, mm-hmm. Or, Viv, what's this? And I realise I ask now a lot more questions like, can you do this when i could easily myself just really focus and be like oh but my mind continuously wants to do 500 things at once and just get it instantly yeah. so how are we even thinking about food it takes time to think about your nutrition to be aware about your own body to be aware that oh i've got a bit of an ache around my you know my, my glutes or my hip maybe i should really stand up and stretch instead mm. of trying to just wiggle on the chair a bit exactly and we do things like that
0: exactly yeah 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 we just did uh, on mm, physiotherapy as well, so yes, get up and stretch, do that mm. at least every half hour. Uh, but let's talk lit and hit. Yes, go for it, guys. Take it away.
1: <laughs> so, um, hit has become extremely popular over the last couple of years.
0: So, for those who mm. don't know what it is, high intensity interval training. training. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, it's become extremely popular. It's what loads of people are doing, and it gets results. Um, but not everybody can do hit.
0: But how, do, how does HIT work? So before we kind of move on to LIT, how does HIT work? And why is it so effective?
1: Okay, so HIT. the focus of HIT is about bringing your heart rate up uh, to high levels of intensity, high pace, um, at a very rapid time period, and then bringing it back down with short periods of rest and raising it back up again. Um, the focus is on trying to increase your, we call it VO2 max, uh, the amount of oxygen that you can use at high levels. Now, why this is important and why it works is, when you're able to use more oxygen during exercise you're able to burn more fat why because to release the energy from your fat cells you need oxygen so
0: it's literally breathing it out that's how one, we lose 100%. fat. Mm-hmm. we breathe it out that's it yeah. L-
1: like that's predominantly how we lose fat yeah I'm not sweating out it's breathing out yeah so um the focus of here is to really drive up um, that, that oxygen intake and then focus on, on trying to burn fat, not just during the exercise, but after the exercise as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, also, it's a time saver for those who don't like to spend too much time in the gym. For those who want really quick, focused workouts, here is the way to go.
2: You don't need hours in the gym. No. No, nope, you don't at all. Because you have the um, your recovery, so you're recovering up to 24 hours after, so your fat burn goes even into that. Which is awesome, of course. And then you have your post e- epoch, so excess post oxygen consumption, which is basically about up to two hours after your your exercise, you're still burning calories. So you've because got that you've additional that, as well.
0: You've got you've hit that kind of high, you know, of 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 making sure you get your your oxygen up during the exercise, and then that just keeps going even after you've even yeah finished working
2: out and your body basically has to balance out yeah. so um, that's where you get the excess oxygen consumption to help rebalance everything
1: that's that and that's actually the most important part so whilst we're even talking about hit, there are people out there that say for example oh you shouldn't be focusing on hit too too much because if you do it's going to elevate your cortisol levels and when it elevates your cortisol levels it can eventually lead to you having weight gain and mm. stress whilst this is true like Viv mentioned The whole point about um, excess post-oxygen consumption is that when those cortisol levels are elevated, when those chemical reactions in your body are spiked uh, at very high levels, your body needs to find a way to bring it back down. And it can only really do that through oxygen. Mm -hmm. And it's at that point that rest becomes very important. So for those that are doing HIIT, the range, the time period you should focus on is about 10 minutes to 30 minutes. We prefer the lower end. So any of our workouts you see are usually around 10 to about 15, 20 minutes. When you start taking it, beyond that level, your rest period starts to deteriorate. So in general, you find it difficult to recover even after the workout's been done. That's where you start um, having problems with doing too much uh, high intensity training.
0: Is yeah. it is it recommended that you do it every single day? Are you able to do HIT every single day or are you supposed to have a rest day in between or how does it work?
1: Um, I think it's different for everybody. They don't usually recommend that you do lengthy HIT workouts every single day. Mm. But if you're doing short bouts of HIT every single day, it's possible. Um, and you can get enough rest by doing 10 to 15 minutes of explosive workouts every single day.
2: Mm. But if you're not used to it, I would recommend trying it at least two to three times a week in addition to your training, your usual training. So if you're doing resistance training or even having, you know, your steady state cardio sessions. Because that's what, what I wanted to ask uh, the two of you as well. Is
0: this a good idea for everyone, whether you're, say, a beginner in exercise or whether you're somebody who is way more experienced and so much fitter and uh, more athletic? So who is this good for?
1: So when we look at things like hit is good for absolutely everybody, but uh, again, like Viv mentioned, if you're new, this is where things like LIT comes into play. Mm-hmm. So LIT is low-intensity interval training. It's no. like sorry to cut in. Go go. It's
2: like an introduction to hit, <laughs> right? Basically, okay. and it, it will build you up and gear you and get you ready for hit training. So you start off basically uh, doing longer workouts so minimum of about 45 minutes and your actual exercise period well your interval of training would be slightly longer so from 30 seconds to maybe two minutes work but then your rest period would be longer as well so the intensity level drops because of your recovery level is longer so it is very beneficial but you have to make sure that you're doing it for a longer period of time to have similar effects of HIIT training
0: Right. So, okay. So, you could be doing the same kind of exercises yes. in, in both in both hit and lit.
1: You can do similar exercises, yes. But with with hit, there's a lot more high impact exercises yeah. involved. So, I'll just quickly explain. With high impact th- exercises, we're talking things like jump squats, we're talking jumping jacks, explosive movements. That's naturally going to make you uh, go into a high intensity state. So, with lit, you wouldn't be doing exercises like that. With lit, it might be, for example, that you're on a treadmill and you're jogging but your rest period is walking. Mm. If we now looked at the hit version of that, it would be sprinting and your rest period is jogging. You're right. So um, I think it's important to understand when you're focusing on lit, you're looking at working at, we call it the low end of your cardio zone, but the high end of your fat burning zone.
0: Low end of your cardio zone, yeah. but the high end of your fat burning zone. Yes. Okay.
1: And, and, and so essentially what that means is the, the cardio, when we talk about cardio zone, we're talking about your heart rate maximum heart rate. So, fat burning zone, we're looking at about 65% of your maximum heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, You're in that fat burning zone. Anything above that, we're starting to go into the cardio zone, where we're focused purely on cardiovascular um, health, heartbeat, those oxygen levels that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Now, um, with Lit, the focus is, yes, you want fat burn, but for you to be able to get that fat burning period um, going, like we've mentioned, you need to be doing about 45 minutes to an hour's worth of work. Just to get into that particular state.
0: We're going to come back in uh, just a moment and uh, talk about when it's a good idea to do lit and when it's a, a good idea to do hit. And uh, definitely for Ramadan, I think lit is doing just fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're we'll back next with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle here on Life Beats on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast
1: life beats life beats with Sally Musa only on pulse 95. 95 so we're
0: talking about the difference between high intensity interval training and low intensity interval training with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle and uh, there's a time and place for both of these types of exercises and you guys as well in your workouts you've started doing both Yes. Yes. And tell us about why you've been doing that. And what's interesting is that you, you've, you've had completely different people coming to those particular workouts and using those workouts as well. So tell us about that.
2: Um, so we've had, we've had a lot of people um, really appreciate the modifications, firstly because of the actual movements. Sometimes it's very difficult for people to do the full uh, range of movements. So what we've done is we've broken them down and made it digestible and doable so rather than doing like a jump would step in or something like that um, but in terms of the um, the be- sorry, the sorry, benefits, oh, my brain's gone again it's that, it's that time, but before <laughs> we talk,
1: just before you mention the benefits in regards to people doing and appreciating the modifications um, with those low impact workouts we often forget um, and we've had this discussion Some of us see certain movements that we wish we could do right now in the moment and because we can't do them, we tend not to bother to move. Mm. So by introducing things like the low impact versions um, into our workouts, it's allowed people to say, okay, I can try the part A to this so that I can get to the final stage where I can actually do.
0: Mm. It's your in so that you're not like overwhelmed with a hit from the get go. Yes. Some
2: people can get a bit intimidated by the whole movement and they're like, "Okay, it's nice to watch, but I'm scared of it. So I won't try it. Um, But also we've uh, had people that have had injuries uh, or even people that want to have a bit of a deload day. Like it's perfect for for that as well. So it doesn't have to be as intense, but you're still getting a nice workout in.
0: It still has the, the benefit, but you do need to do it for a bit longer to get the same um, benefits as a HIIT workout, as you were saying, Mike. Yeah. But what's interesting is, you know, there's um, high-low in, in intensity interval training as well. Um, we were talking about this. You know, th- some people think that um, low intensity means that it's easy, that you're not going to be mm. um, working, really working yourself out. But, you know, as we know, There are lots of strength training exercises that are actually, you know, that's grueling, but it's low intensity. That would be, you know, a a lit workout. But actually, you're really
2: working yourself
0: out.
1: 100%.
2: Yeah. It helps you to basically focus on the muscle. So Mm. you've got foot, like you have time because it's a longer period that you're working across. You have time to really focus on the contraction, hold that contraction. And that's where the intensity comes because... Uh, time under tension is more challenging than, you know, holding it for a short period of time. So just keeping, well, to keep repeating that, it gets really intense, no, super fast. So that's why things like, sorry, Pilates and that yes. are, are very beneficial.
0: Yes. Yeah. Pilates, bar exercises, ballet, um, you know, it, it's just like these are the kind of things that, they give you that dancer's body for a reason, don't they? Yeah,
1: for sure. And it's, it's that discipline. But it's also like you mentioned, um, in regards to doing things, like there is a misconception with low intensity being very, very easy. But then also there's a mid-ground that we forget about, and that's the low-impact, high-intensity workout. Mm-hmm. And many people would look at a low-impact workout as, oh, but how's this going to do anything for me or how's this going to get my heart rate going? But like they've said, you're spending more time under tension. You're now working in endurance. You're keeping your body active for a longer period of time. It's also beneficial because it helps with things like mobility. Mm-hmm. Hit high impact workouts focus on more explosiveness. So it takes a lot more to control your form. Mm-hmm. But in that low impact or even low intensity state, you get to control your form. You really get to connect with your body. You get to focus. That's where the added intensity comes in. It's a mental thing as well. So... Um, very 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 important to not mistaken the word low as something that's not going to give you results they both give you the same results low just means you need to do it for longer um, in comparison to the high high intensity.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, one of the things I love as well is parents working out with their kids. Yes. Um, and, you know, a, a lit workout is great for that because the kids can get involved. They can do, you know, their own modifications as well. And, um, you know, we were talking about mums as well, using the kids as weights <laughs> in the workout as well, uh, using the baby as a, as a weight or, you know, if you've got a toddler, they love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. of course.
2: Yeah. But they're also great because it's a different, like it's a different style. Every workout can be different, you know. Um, a lot of people have actually uh, messaged us saying that they hated cardio before they started doing our our workouts, and now they really love it and they enjoy it because we we offer like different. different exercises it's a a completely different style we we vary things up so much that no one workout is the same and then that has another benefit for the body because you're hitting your body from another angle as well Mm, that is really important
1: and that's where the functional side comes in if we quickly bring it back to parents with their kids the functional side is you holding your your child it's a it's it's function and you can't go to the gym Mm. to train how to hold your child you know, and uh, you can't control the weight. You can you imagine? Like, okay, you're not wearing this pamper today. It's uh, it's it's you know, three kilos light. You're you're gonna wear this pamper. It's heavier for me. You don't you don't do that. You can't. Because the baby
0: that. is born. Yep. The baby is born around what? You know, three and a half kilos generally. Yep. By the time they're six months, they're a good nine kilos. So. You're getting a workout it's every one, single day. 100 Picking that child up, putting it down, and you know, it, it is amazing. You did get the, the mum arms. Yes. And it's fantastic arms. to
2: get them.
1: I, I think anyone that doesn't have children, so like, like, like ourselves, like I've made this complaint. I've held my nephew and nieces for long periods of time, and I've, I've complained. You start aching. Yeah, dead like, yeah, arm. Like, um, oh, heavy. Because you're
0: not used to it. Exactly. <laughs> no. And that's the thing. And then, you yeah. know, they grow up in your arms and. And, and, you know, everyone else is like, well, how do you carry? That? And you're like, I don't know. It just yeah, you, don't think you just about do it. You yeah. don't think about it. I, I can't
2: wait. It. I can't wait for my mummy arms. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint.
1: <laughs> but that being said as well, it's, that's endurance. Yes. And mind-muscle connection. Like, honestly, there's a complete science behind every form of exercise. So, again, even though many people don't know the difference between HIIT and LIT and they don't know the difference, uh, sorry, they don't know which benefits they're going to get, there's a science to the programming. Start thinking about what makes a workout intense. Mm -hmm. Is it the weight? Is it your rest period? Is it the time that you spend on attention? There's so many factors involved. So um, we we strongly suggest when you're doing some of these workouts, make sure you're getting them from either reputable sources or you program it yourself to think about all of those um, variables that change up the workout.
0: Because that's where the whole, you know, the the art and the science of programming comes in. And that can be really difficult for a lot of people, which is why, you know, if, if you've got workout videos like what you do it yes. makes it so much easier if you go to a class it is just so much easier if somebody's already worked all of that Fun stuff out for <laughs> yeah. you yeah as well there is a lot to think about and a lot con- to consider uh, but I think we uh, are going to come back in just a moment and talk about um, whether it's possible actually to reduce weight in certain areas certain parts of the body it's a question that we get a lot uh, particularly from those who want to shift Um, fat from the stomach area this is a really big one so we're going to talk about that next with mr and mrs muscle here on life beats on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast
1: Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five.
0: Yeah, bringing uh, it back with Mike and Viv and talking all things health and fitness. But a question we get a lot, uh, Mike and Viv, is um, h- about shifting fat from certain areas of the body. Um, can you do that? Is this a thing that can be done apart from liposuction? We're not talking liposuction. <laughs> but can exercise? Can it shift? Um, weight from certain parts of the body and not others.
2: So, I would answer that quite frankly, no, you can't spot reduce. So, th- as much as we want sometimes to do as many like ab exercises as possible to reduce our stomach fat, but the crunches, <laughs> <laughs> the crunches, it will only build the muscle underneath. Uh, so, so basically, if you do have an excess of fat. That's sitting over it. You won't be able to see those beautiful muscles. So you have to work your your body holistically. And generally, in terms of uh, fat loss, you want to work bigger muscle groups because it helps you burn more calories. Also, that's why if, uh, like full body training is very beneficial because you're working multiple you know bigger muscle groups at one time, and that's even more calories that you can burn.
0: So okay, so this is a, a really important point to to think about here. Somebody could have a a lot of tone and a lot of muscle. Uh, maybe not tone, but they have a lot of muscle, but it's kind of covered up by fat because you know they have just excess fat. That has to be dealt with holistically, like you said, with diet and exercise, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, yes.
1: 100%. Um, and, and I think for those people, what they want to focus on doing is it, reducing the um, size of those fat cells. So we always have to remember, we cannot get rid of um, fat cells Once they're there, they're there, but we can reduce the size. The best way to reduce the size is to do cardio. It's to use up as much oxygen as possible. But then there's the issue of how do we preserve all this muscle mass that we've got underneath? This is where things like high-intensity training come in because high-intensity training, hits focuses on preserving muscle mass. But it gives you that cardio element as well. So you have to mix and marry the two. Um, You just have to identify your body type. Think about what your body type is and then start, like, start playing with the science again of the um, workout and the programming. So an example of someone that would have a lot of muscle but then have a lot of fat would be an endomorph. And someone who um, you know has a fair amount of muscle, barely any fat would be an ectomorph. Why not start trying to train a bit like an ectomorph to see if you can work towards that direction? This is you playing with the science of working out.
0: Mm. So, so what would be the, the difference then in terms of how, you know, these two different kinds of body types would be eating and working out?
1: So an ectomorph would likely be eating high carb foods. They, they have a high metabolism. They need a lot more energy. They'll be focusing on high carbohydrate foods, quick digesting foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and an endomorph would focus on having uh, more fat. So slow digesting foods, um, their, their focus is they need to be able to utilize the fat inside their system already and turn that into energy. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. I can't say that's happening for sure. If, yeah. if, if you're an individual that's um, more endomorphic and you're having loads of high carbs, then you're not necessarily eating correctly for your body type.
0: So because <laughs> what we often see these articles that go, you know, the three best exercises to get the most incredible abs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is is that just kind of a whole lot of baloney or is this basically, um, you know, the kind of exercises that you need if you've reduced your fat down, but you need to tone up?
1: I want to make something clear because people do get confused. There isn't anything, there's no such exercise as a fat burning exercise, but you can have a fat burning workout. And it's that whole holistic approach of working out in a particular training zone, but there isn't anything such as a fat burning exercise. So when you read those things that say, ah, oh, best exercises to get incredible abs or, yeah. or burn specific fat in this area, you see
0: that all the time yeah, in no, the magazines, sure. right? Yeah, it's a the, the best exercise to get rid of your love handles. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the stuff that gets you in, it's
2: the clickbait. Yeah, it's <laughs> true, it's, it's, true. Yeah. It's, it's 100%. The exercises yeah. themselves are necessarily they're not bad exercises it's just it's like a miss kind of like conception. conception yeah because you're you're building the muscle underneath but it's not telling you how to actually reduce the fat because just doing that targeted focused exercise you know on your obliques to get your love handles is not going to reduce the fat there it's just going to build that muscle
1: something very important though if we look at it in the opposite direction in the opposite way we gain fat in certain areas based on um, behaviors of our body. So if we're like, for example, lack of sleep and high stress, you know, results in cortisol. Cortisol tends to lead to fat storage and fat accumulation around the stomach. So whilst we cannot choose where, um, you know, we, we can burn the fat from, we unconsciously choose where we store the fat. And if we know that we unconsciously choose where to store the fat, we need to stop making that choice. Right, I'm stressing too much, let's stop that stress. I need to sleep more? Let's sleep more. Let's slow down the things that focus on putting fat in the areas we don't want them.
0: Is that though, Mm. that's just such a key point, what you just said. Mm. Is that though going to reduce, say somebody is in that situation where they have a lot of fat around the belly area because of all of these factors, lack of sleep, all the stress, you know, all of that kind of stuff, not eating well. If you reverse all of that, like you said does that then reduce the area of fat around the waist area or?
1: We, we, we still won't know which area goes first, but it reduces fat from Everywhere. In, from the entire body. It will just do everything. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best approach you need to go with. If anyone's in that situation, they need to go with that particular approach. It's fix the things that are causing the issue. There's no point putting, like when you have a leaky tap, you know, there's no point closing the kitchen door so you don't hear the leaky tap. It still exists.
0: Exactly. You know?
1: So you, you've got to fix those... Um, Issue. such
0: a good point such a good point we've come almost to the end which means it's time to get your a fact of the week which I love so much yes tell us what is it this I, I, week
1: I've got, I've got two but I'm going I'm to go, gonna go, with, yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. the first one so if laid out end to end all of the blood se- um, blood vessels in our body would actually encircle the earth four times
0: right yeah. All of the blood cells in our no, body—not cells, not
1: blood cells, blood vessels. The blood vessels. So like if you laid out like a roadmap, yeah. it could encircle the entire earth four times over.
0: That is unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. Within one human body. I said
1: within one human body. That That's, is uh, let's, let's call it an adult body. We're yeah, I one, was going to uh, say even
0: body. in children. We, uh, we, I'm not we, sure we about the children. I always need like a moment to reflect. Oh, we're amazing. On the stuff that that you bring to us at the yeah. end of the week, incredible. That is amazing. We
1: we we are so we are amazing. Like we have to remember that. And um, another one which I just kind of found weird is uh, but true is humans are the only animals that have a chin. Hold and up. <laughs> Hold up. What? <laughs> I mean it. I was like, I to, and I was like. Kind of, that's so weird. <laughs> I started looking at oh cats. I started looking at dogs. I was like, do they not have a chin?
0: I thought about mm. that before. I was
1: like, oh. so now I need to figure out what, I don't actually know the purpose of my chin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're all going to be like looking at animals, going, they ain't got no chamber, we got. <laughs> That's incredible. That is amazing. Wow, yeah, that the, the is strange. things you come up with, Mike. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a great way to uh, end the week. Thank you, Mike and Viv, so Thank much you. as always, always. Always a pleasure. And uh, we are going to be back with you again tomorrow from ten a.m. right here on Life Beats. Don't forget to check out the podcast: uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Rami. It is everywhere, and you can come back and listen to these episodes. Uh, you will find them there. Just look for Life Beats on uh, Pulse95 Radio. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. See you again tomorrow 10am. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.